Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Peace and blessings, and welcome to this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I'm a minister, spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to realign themselves, mind, body, and spirit. And if this is your first time listening in on the How Now podcast, welcome to the How Now podcast family. We're excited to have you here. Make sure that you go to my website, www.hownowpodcast.com, and make sure that you choose your favorite podcast platform, click on it, and then you can like, follow, and share to be kept in the now. You can also scroll down to the bottom of the screen where the banner is, and it will take you to the How Now YouTube channel where you can like, follow, subscribe, and share there as well. So again, that is www.hownowpodcast.com. We look forward to seeing you there. Okay, so let's get into today's show. Today, we're going to be talking about putting the joy back into parenting. And we know that parenting looks so different nowadays. You know, it's not just a mom and a dad. Sometimes it's two moms, two dads. It can be grandparents. It can be siblings. We're seeing parenting taking on a whole different shape and form as we move through these years and as times continue to change, not just during the pandemic, but during many years, the many years prior and the many years to come. So parenting is going to look different. So we want to talk about putting the joy back into parenting. And my lovely guest today is going to be helping me to go through the weeds on how to make that possible. And as is, as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have my guest to introduce herself at this time. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, everybody. My name is Joanne Light. I live in Boston, north of Boston. Um, I have been married for ooh, almost 51 years nice. to the same person. <laughs> <laughs> and we have raised a family here in um, Massachusetts. And I, I have a passion for parenting um, as, as I've dealt with my share of the issues that one needs to navigate to be a parent. It's hard. This is the hardest job a parent will have, whether you're a dad, a mom, a grandparent, um, a cousin who's involved. It doesn't matter. Aunt and uncle. Um, I, I believe that it's really a very difficult thing to do and asking for help and learning more and more and in, in improving your skills. Wow. It is a skill set. I mean, obviously you just love your children to death, but there are lots of things that come automatically when you become a parent. Wow. Fear for one thing, you know, you're afraid of everything. You're trying to protect them and you inside, you know, you can't protect them from everything, right. but you give it a go, you give it a try. And along the way, we make some mistakes. We don't let our kids make mistakes. So I, um, I'm an educator at heart. That is my, my role and my passion. I've always been in education. I've taught high school. And then I, I was an administrator and a counselor at um, a local community college for over 30 years. Wow. Um, I spent a lot of time with students faculty, administrators, learning how to run meetings and be cooperative and uh, um, watching people blossom and bloom because community college is a place where people who 
are ready to change their lives. Right. And that is critical, I think, to all of us, especially in these days. We can't let our negativity bias and our um, that bias of kind of going along with what's going on and accepting everything you, you hear and read. You have to be an intentional, um, open-minded person. So yeah. I work with parents, mostly parents of teens, but all parents, uh, whatever your status is as a parent, um, be it an adopting parent or a, a natural parent or whatever you are, I, I work with parents so that they can have some strategies and skills in dealing with the, the challenges that come every single day. Yeah. And of course, pandemic um, was part of that. But uh, I, I love teens. I, I taught teens. I feel that they get a bad rap. There are too many parents who say, oh my God, now I'm going to hold my breath for six years. Or <laughs> they dread, they, they're in the supermarket and the, they have a little one in the carriage and you, you have your little one in the carriage and the cart and the, the person behind you says, oh, enjoy it now because wow, right. the first is yet to come. Well, that's, that's not a good way to go into it. We have to not dread those challenges. Right. Um, and I think teenagers, parenting teens has to be a something you embrace. That's right. So that's where I found my passion. My own kids, believe me, I made my share of mistakes. They're all adults now, but right. not necessarily all perfect, happy, wonderful adults <laughs> just living their lives. It's always a challenge. Yeah. So that's what I do. I, I um, have been on podcasts and summits and um, I, I network and I work with individuals. I work with families and I just love trying to help. And I always feel if I can help people navigate these challenges they right. can enjoy this role a little bit more Absolutely. so it may be hard and so if I have just a couple of people it feels good because it's really our responsibility especially now where the world is at for us to raise a new generation of leaders we really Absolutely. really we're we're all under the gun so to speak it's, yeah. um, it makes me very sad to see how um troubled kids are today um, mm -hmm. All the kids, even the elementary kids, but the teens are really under a lot of stress and yeah. uh, they need their parents to be aware of that and emotionally intelligent. We could talk about emotional intelligence. I'm oh, all about emotional intelligence. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm looking forward to that. Absolutely. Because, I mean, when we talk about parenting, you know, we're, we're like I said, we're, it's it's so different. From when we were parents, it was so different from when my parents were parenting. When we were parenting, me. yeah. When we were parenting our children, you know, and, and I mean, we have parents who are younger. We have parents uh, who are in in crisis themselves, and so it's very difficult for them to parent. But the one thing that has been consistent throughout time is that there is no instruction book that comes out when the child comes out. You know, true. We have experts and people who have talked about parenting and talked about the importance of parenting and and some of the milestones and things that children reach. But but, you know, there are so many variables that that happen uh, in the lives of our children that don't make the experience the same for everyone. And we no, have to, no. you know, be be mindful of that. You know, it's going to be different. We have people that have children that some children are colicky, some children are fussy, some children are are cool as cucumbers, and 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 they've been no problem. I mean, yeah, you know, my children were different. 
you know, growing from each other, right? Yeah, from each other in the same family. So, so parenting can be a challenge because you have different personalities that you may be dealing with within your own home. It's not like it's going to be the same for each child because every person is an individual and we have to make sure that we're tapping into them. But more importantly, like you said, before we even talk about emotional intelligence is making sure that the parents are able to tap into themselves. Yeah. I always say, Kim, that um, when I meet with parents that um, it starts with you because we all have uh, generational patterns, things that we remember from our being brought up that interfere with how you parent and in good ways sometimes, but not always. And it's, it's really important for parents to look inside themselves. You've got to do some work. You have to realize what's important, what your values are. What is it that you want? Do you want your kids to be an extension of you or do you want them to find their, find their passion and, and, you know, spread their wings and become who they want to be. I think there's a tendency in our Western culture to sort of guide them along and it, you mean, well, it tend it to be uh, uh, good, but sometimes you have to remember, are you doing it for you? Are you doing it for them? And that's a difficult pill for parents to swallow because we all love our children unconditionally and we don't always handle it that well. We, we get, hooked into that ego and you need to let your judgment and your ego and, and, and your expectations to be moderated according to the child that you have. And you know your child well, so right. you have to sort of adjust. And um, that's why I'm really hot to, to talk about or to share with parents emotional intelligence, because if you are self-aware and self-regulated you're going, and modeling for your children, Your behavior impacts them. And when they're teens, you know, I hear all the time, oh, they don't need me anymore. Well, that's, that's the furthest from the truth. They (laughs) need you. That's right, Kim. They need you more than ever when they hit that adolescent uh, time, when they're trying to figure out their push and pull, you know, their brains are developing in a very speedy way, but their emotions, you know, need need attention and their rational thinking isn't always it's like when you say to your kid what were you thinking the answer is they weren't thinking they weren't (laughs) they were just responding right so there's just a lot a lot there um there is and and because you know i i what it makes me think of and because you know both of us have a background in education you know so many of our doctorate doctorate of education so what you know are are being are being educated by their by their teachers by their caregivers you know we think about even as young as those who are are, are in in the uh child care um you know arena who are in child care facilities where they're spending several hours of the day with those teachers and one of the expectations that we have of those teachers is that you know the children get their energy from that teacher their children get their their um you know a lot of of what they're learning from their teachers and as parents how do we come in and work alongside those educators? That's and, true. and, you know, and, and we saw a lot of that when the pandemic hit and people had to actually parent their children even more because they were no longer yeah. patching, passing the torch on to the teachers or the caregivers that were taking a bulk of their time. I mean, you know, were, were spending a bulk of their time with their, with their children. Yeah. It, so. it, all of a sudden you had to be a parent and a teacher. And yes. that doesn't, I mean, it's one thing to parent your own kids, but to right you teach them certain things, but I don't know about 
all the things that you need to teach them as, as a teacher. That's different. And I think it's been hard for, and I'm sure you have experience with this, kids going back to school has been difficult for the kids yes. and for the, for the schools. I, yeah. they, I think we haven't figured out exactly, you know, and the kids need so much um, besides arithmetic yeah. and, and history. They just need social and emotional intelligence. They need to Absolutely. learn how to um, emotionally respond and react and, and deal with their emotions. It's like when that your, your three-year-old has a major tantrum because the cup is not the right color and throws himself or herself or themselves on the floor. It's because they have big emotions that they don't know how to deal with. Nice. So as a parent, if you go in down their rabbit hole with them and get you know, mad and angry and hysterical and worried, I, it, it doesn't work. So as parents, we need a lot of uh, patience and calm. Uh, and so whatever means you use to deal with your stress, right. um, you, you really need to work on it. So parents need help. Right. Don't get burned it, out. You need right. Because what help. happens is the children are going to mirror the behaviors that they see in the home. They mirror the behaviors the and the emotions. You know, right. they learn. It's contagious. If, if you're anxious all the time, they, they learn anxiety and, and, and they don't want to disappoint you. So they're, no. they're watching you when they're little and when they're older. That's it. They get all of their energies from you. How, you know, you, you are a portion of how their day may go. If you're oh, definitely. to school and you're fussing at them because you know, they didn't have their favorite breakfast or, or you were rushing them because they overslept, but, that can set the tone for their entire oh, day. Yeah. So, right. so much of what we do as, as parents is going to determine the course of, of, of how they're going to react and, and respond to the things that are happening during the course of the day. So Absolutely. they're getting their energy from us. So our energy has to be in, in a place where where you know it where that self-regulation where that right. emotional intelligence comes in and and right. I definitely want to touch on that because it's so important for us to be able to you know show empathy and 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 we're not seeing much of that in society no you know, we are not. we're doing a lot of we're seeing a lot of people doing a lot of trainings on this people are doing a lot of coaching on this because it's just something that's it's 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 lost it, it, you know, people just think, you know, we, when I was young, we were taught, you know, it's just nice to be nice. That's what my grandmother said. It's, it's just yep, nice to be nice. And no, women differently than the guys. Uh, I mean, emotions, uh, emotions are everywhere and we all have thousands of them during the day. And uh, if you don't, I think if you've not learned that emotions are, it's okay. They're uh, not bad or good. They're information uh, as to what your behavior, you know, then becomes. And so uh, I, I really... It's important to teach people how to regulate their own emotions and recognize them. What are you feeling now? How do you feel? And what does that make you do? I mean, it's, it's not easy to do, but they are skills you can learn. And one of the things I think since pandemic, I know we want to talk about that, is two things that I think are really important um, as we all deal with pandemic and the coming out of it is to be, first of all, to be active, to be exercising. I try to tell parents, you know, exercise and nutrition, those are all real important, but gratitude. I'm all about trying to teach, not to teach, but to have people think about gratitude and make it a big part of their life. Be grateful 
for what you have and express it. Um, uh, uh, every day, there's just lots of things we take for granted that if we express our, I think people who heartfelt express their gratitude to someone, not just a quick thank you, but geez, you did this for me. I really appreciate it. Right. Um, you make people, I think it reduces stress and it makes people feel connected. And if there's something we've learned about parenting, about coming off a pandemic or dealing with crises or the world as it is today, it's making connections. Absolutely. We all need to make social connections. And I feel the most important thing you have to do with your own child is create a connection Absolutely. and one that can be long lasting. So right. you have to learn to be a good listener. You have to do non-judgmental listening. You have to ask open-ended questions. Um, it's not easy, but you you have to, uh, you have to, it's how you respond in the moment. Right. Is whether you have emotional intelligence and, or not. And right. it's, it's a good thing to learn. Just yes. be willing to learn um, how to recognize your emotions, understand where they're coming from, mm -hmm. you know, not because yeah, usually when a child behaves in a certain way, it's just right. the tip of the iceberg. It, right. They're not getting to all the stuff underneath. And that's true for you as an adult as well, whether you're parenting little kids, older kids, your nieces, your nephews, uh, trying to help. So right. I, I think gratitude is a huge, huge thing. Gratitude. Um, okay. So, so when people come to you for, for parenting coaching, are they coming to you in a place of crisis already, or are they coming to, to kind of be proactive in, in the process? I'd say it's both, Kim. Uh, I think more often than not, even if it's not really a crisis, they feel it's a crisis. Mm -hmm. Little kids, they're not sleeping, their, be their behavior, those kinds of um, very tangible things. Mm -hmm. Or um, the parents of adolescents, you know, my kid won't do his homework. Um, my kid is, is drinking, going out with friends. The, it's problems that they, and they want a solution. Right. So I, I try to put it back on them and ask how they feel about it and have they thought about it and how do they interact with their children? And it, as I said earlier, it just starts with you. Right. I could give you a tip. I could say, okay, try this, you know, with homework, make a time and a place and create structure. And that's important. Right. But what is what is else going on? What is all the turmoil? What is the reason? Why is your kid resisting homework? Or, and try to understand, ask them questions, be empathic because our kids wanna be seen. They wanna be understood. They wanna be soothed. They wanna feel safe. And if you make your, your home a place of where it's safe to right. talk about anything and to be who you are, then they can go back out in the world and, and be much more confident and competent, I think. And right. teaching them to be grateful for what they have, even if it's little. I mean, even yes. the parents who feel that they're not giving their kids, you know, everything that they want financially, there's a whole lot of other ways to teach kids gratitude. And it creates, well, you know this from your own business, cooperation. Yes. It's all about cooperation. Wow. Um, and if we can create cooperation at home, our kids know how to go out in the world. Yeah. And boy, we need people to go out in the world and learn to talk to each other mm. and cooperate. Yes, because it's like you said, we we are we are parenting future leaders, and we Absolutely. don't want to we don't want our children to be children that are self centered, 
children that that lack empathy, children that don't appreciate the small things that they have. I mean, right. that, that's so critical. I love that you say gratitude is the first step because we do, we have to show our appreciation for the fact that, that, you know, we're here, we're together. We're a family. You woke you know? up this morning. That's you know? right. That's <laughs> right. When you, when you went to go turn on that water to brush your teeth, that water came on. Right. You know, when you turned on that light in the bathroom, that light came on, right. you, you know, you didn't wake up under the stars. You woke up in a nice comfortable bed yeah. and it was warm or it was cool. It, it, the temperature was just right. And we have to, you know, make sure that children appreciate those things. And, and sometimes, sometimes we don't, you know, they, they just accumulate things and it becomes, oh, they, they become the accumulator of things, but they don't appreciate them. Right. You know, that's why you have children who have tel cell phones and they crack the screen. They're just like, okay, I need another phone. It, it yeah. becomes just, a, 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 you know, a means to an end. I, I need this, you know, not the fact that, oh, I broke it. I'm sorry I broke it. Or I'm sorry that I was careless with it or that I didn't appreciate, you know, that that these phones are not cheap, you right. know, but and I broke it. And that, all I want to know is, what, what you know, I need, I need another one. Right. But if you they know. had a different response, you right. would, your empathy would be, Wow. You know, because wow. em empathy, people get mixed up between empathy and compassion and sympathy. You know, I yes. think they're, they're all pretty different. Empathy is harder to achieve. It's when yes. you really can, you ask enough questions and you connect in enough way that you, um, you're really experiencing their emotions and wow. understanding. When wow. you're sympathetic, you know, oh, you, you kind of feel sorry for someone, but you always see it through your own lens, through your right. own perspective right. oh I'm sorry I know how you feel because I I did such and such and I lost my my friend or yeah. yes. that's sympathy that's right. not really empathy not and compassion empathy. I think is when you you feel sad for uh, on behalf of someone but you right. also want to help you right. want to listen you want to you know that and if you have compassion for your kids it's easier for you to have empathy and for them to develop empathy right. developing empathy is it's not, it, it's not just boom, it happens. You have it, to work it, at it. You're absolutely right with that because I mean, it's just a matter of, of you know, children understanding that you, you're, you're, if, if it's something that's happened to a person that you're sorry that they had, that they had the experience that they had, but you're not negating that they had that experience, you know, because we hear nowadays about, oh, you're being extra, you're doing the most, you know, you hear those types of terms and it's just like, you're not showing or you're not acknowledging that that person had that experience. Right. And, right. and we have to be so careful not to do that, especially not to bring your children. experience necessarily. Right. Into it. Right. Or, or like I said, just to tell somebody that they're being extra or they're overreacting. It's yeah. real to them. Yeah. It is real to them. The the feelings and the emotions and the experience that they're having is real to them. Right. And, and, and if you so say, don't worry, or it'll be okay, or at least, you What's know, making them know that it's going now? to be okay. Right. That's that's dismissive, right, Kim? Right. I mean, that's right. not really being emotionally intelligent. That's a really good example that right. you're giving of someone who's not emotionally intelligent right. because, you know, that that's, it's so easy to do that. Right. Um, and it's like we're, we, we have this tendency in our culture right now to, to be easily convinced of things, you know, and yeah. social media has contributed. Oh, yes. Don't really look hard into what what is at the root of something right. that, that's and parents really need to to do that you right. we need to, to be childlike again you know just like children always ask why why, yeah. why? right what, which what, is what great 
we need to be, we need to do that too. We need to go about saying, well, why is it that I feel the way I do? Why is it that I'm reacting in the way that I'm reacting and really getting to the root of it? One thing that makes me think of Joanne is when I I think of, of of a flower, if the flower or the plant is starting to wilt, we don't throw the plant out. We start looking at, okay, well, maybe I need to change the soil or maybe I need to, to water the plant or maybe it needs sunlight. We start looking at, the, at how we can change the environment. We don't get rid of the plant. We change the environment around it. So when I think about a child, it's like, okay, we're not throwing the child away. We're looking at the environment that they're in and saying, okay, what is it that I can do to change this environment that's going to help that child to blossom and to grow into the human being that that you know or the leader that they need to be in the future that, or and they're meant to be exactly yeah. who they yeah. they need to be right yeah so yeah. i mean it's so important that that you know as parents we we try to see what we can do to to make things better and i think a lot of it like you said starts starts from within you know what am i with you. as a parent yeah what am i doing as a parent or what can i do or 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 you know seek the help you know, and that's the thing. Sometimes our pride gets in the way and we don't right. ask, we don't for, the ask help for help. And there's so, need. there's a lot of help out there now. And, Lots of reasons. Or you don't take care of yourself. You just think you're, you know, you take on that martyr role. Okay. I'm going to do everything. Right. Well, you can't do everything. No. That That's the first thing I say to people who come and seem burned out, you know, wait a minute, tell me about your day. Right. Okay. Did you really have to do that one, that piece? Or what are your priorities? If your values are that the house has to be clean and that's more important, well, fit that in, but figure out a way to not, you know, not make it so that you have no energy left when your kid comes home from school. Um, It's important for every parent to have alone time with kids. Yeah. Some piece of every day. And, you know, when the teenager runs upstairs, you know. It's, right. You have to accept that and make make a time when you feel they're going to respond to you. Right, and that the only connection that you have with them is not when you're disciplining them. That's right, because then they're going to act out because that's the only time you pay attention to them. That's it. That's it. Not, oh, your outfit was nice. Hey, let's go to the mall. Let's go out and eat or let's go for a walk or let's go and do something fun. Right. It's right. always that you only come when, when, you know, it's time to drop the hammer on them or, or right. the shoe drops on them. That's not when we want to have our interaction. No, if you're only we, yelling and nagging, yes. no yelling. That's what I tell every parent. Okay. First rule, no yelling. You have to figure out how to, um, you know, get around that, how to, how to right. change your response in the moment. You really, right. the nagging and yelling, they stop listening to you after three seconds. That's right. They're not really, especially when they're teens, you know, that cuddly toddler might, you know, be fine with you, you know, trying to explain everything, but uh, the teens need you to really openly and actively listen, really listen, not talking. Most parents talk 75% of the time and listen 25%. And your goal is to flip that. I, I say flip it. When they want your, if you build trust with your kids, Kim, with your teens, especially, I think when they need something, they know that you're there, you've modeled how to, how to problem solve. And if they can't do it themselves, they're going to ask. And then that's good. But if you're always just telling them and trying to fix everything, you know, finish their science projects, bring their lunch to school when they forget, you know, there's... We all want to do that. I, I mean, right. guilty as charged right here. Right. 
You know, I remember running out the door. Oh my God, he forgot his lunch. I'm going to drive it over. Yep. What? Right. <laughs> Let them suffer the, the he's going to be hungry or he'll have to be clever and ask right. a friend. For have a snack for him when they get home. <laughs> They'll be all right. Yep. They're more resilient than we give them credit for. That's right. And sometimes I think we go so far out on a limb instead of listening to them. Like you said, we have to be active listeners. Sometimes, you know, your child may get a boo-boo and you're ready to, you know, cast their arm. And all they wanted you to do was kiss the boo-boo. Right. Kiss the boo-boo. That's all they wanted. And then they go skipping off. And here it is. You're having a coronary because, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, I need to do this and that. Oh, my God. Sometimes it's, it, it really takes us listening and saying, okay, what, what is it that you need? How can I help you? How can I best help you? And giving them the words so that they can articulate. Right. And I think that's, that's where right. some of our children and articulate their places. emotions. Right. They don't know how to articulate their emotions because we have not given them an opportunity because we want to save them and do everything for exactly. them and not giving them an opportunity to, to exercise that muscle, you know, within themselves that they can learn how to speak. I don't like when somebody touches me like that. I don't like exactly. when, when somebody speaks to me like that. If we don't give them the vocabulary, they're, they're going to continue to act out of frustration or to act out of out of negative emotions because that's all that they've been taught to do or that's all that they've seen. They've only okay. seen you and, and your significant other or somebody arguing or fussing, never seeing you try to come to some type of consensus. Right. You don't want your children to be exposed to seeing you argue all the time. Let them see you hugging each other and loving on each other too. Right. And, yeah. and figuring things out as a, as a team, really. Yeah. And yeah. I think pandemic helped families a little bit in that, you know, they were spending so much time that I know lots of families tried family meeting. And I think that really embraced that sense of working as a, as a unit, but mm -hmm. still I, I, I see more downside to what pandemic did than, yeah. than upside, but we all have to bounce back now. I mean, I know I, myself, I sometimes going out feels like a big deal. I mean, I admire you, you getting on an airplane and going all these yes. places. I, I, every time I have to do something, I think, oh, it just feels different. Yes. It just feels different. And we have to work really hard on rekindling friendships. Yes. And our kids are struggling with that too. Yes. So, yeah. There's just all right. So we, you know, like I said, we, we, we talk about putting the joy back. And I know we've talked about how, how, how we, we've lost some of the joy in doing it, but, but like I said, one of those ways that we can we can start bringing that joy back is expressing gratitude, you know, yes. grateful for our children and letting them know that they are a blessing and that they are not a, that they are a stumble. I mean, they are not a stumbling block, but a stepping stone in all that we do. Yes. You know, it's important for our children to know that we appreciate them yeah. you know, and we appreciate the things that they do. So, you know, in that gratitude is also saying thank you to our children for the things that they're doing. That's you right. Know? Thank that's you right. And noticing, I noticing the good things, not just yeah. the things they're doing wrong. That's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think and what are some, uh, what are some other things that they can, uh, you know, work on as far as putting the joy back in? Um, I think that they gratitude making, uh, setting boundaries, but letting your children share in that, um, especially as they become teens. I think if you, you got to have some rules, there has to be some boundaries, but negotiate. Yeah. Um, if it's something like their curfew, you know, it's good. They need to know that there are boundaries, but that you're supporting them in it. And if you've discussed the rules and what the consequences are, then they're take, if they take a risk and, and break the rule, right. they know what is to the come. Consequences, I right. think that what if you have, uh, it's just builds cooperation and a, mm -hmm. a way of 
communicates communication um, that's so important. And that helps you trust them and they trust you and they feel they can come to you. So putting the joy back, I think, means really changing your mindset of you know what's best and they need to, to follow what you think is best. You can share your opinions about things, yeah. but I think you need to understand that if it's rigid, it's good. It, it's you need to have some movement in the lines and and ability. Now, some things are just like there's no there's no drugs. I mean, there's a limit. You know, you said right. certain right. things. That's not okay. That's not right. part of this. But they they learn about their world if they can talk to you about what's safe and what's moral and what's just they're experimenting. They're supposed to experiment. Right. Right. Their That's brains are growing very, very fast from when they hit adolescence till about, you know, 18 and they can learn anything. So give them opportunities to learn and, right. and develop their passions um, and just love them. Make sure they know you, whatever they do, you know, you can even say that to them. Look, look, I don't, I don't agree on how you've dealt with Billy right. and you know, I, that's, I understand, right. but I still love you. I that's might not right. love what you did, but I there love you, you. It's, you're not going to do things that are going to make me not love you. It's okay. just, and some days that's hard because you, mm -hmm. you love them, but you don't like them so much. That's right. <laughs> you know? So um, I think just having the attitude that it's, you, you have to listen, wow. you have to express your emotions, you have to model your values Wow. Um, you have to ask them questions and be curious yeah. and teach them gratitude and compassion. And right. that helps brings the joy back. Yeah. And I think if it's something that they don't know and, and you, know, you can say, well, look, let's do it together. Let's find out together. Mm -hmm. Let's go and research this together. Let's see what we both find out and, right. and, and talk about what, what we think about that. Right. What I also hear you saying, and, and when you're talking about that, is also when you're talking about setting boundaries, is also having some level of consistency there. Mm -hmm. Like you said, some mm -hmm. things are, are are hard no, and other things other are, things. you know, Let's it's talk okay. about it. Yeah, but, but you know, not, not having that consistency and being too wishy-washy, wishy you know, that can cause problems too, because they're going to roll the dice every time. You know, today I might get over with it, you know, tomorrow I might not. But if there's some level of consistency in there, you know, it, it with, makes it easier for them to negotiate yeah. their world. It really yeah. does. Yeah. It, that really. No, because there are going to be rules that they're going to have to follow when they get out in society. Yep. And so, you know, and, and they're going to be ones that, that are going to be non-negotiable. So they need to know what those things are, too. And know that when they come to you, OK, I'm not even going to bother that. You know, we know when we were kids, our parents, you know, you knew who to go and ask. You know, because you know, it was like, dad's going to say no every time. Not sometimes. He's going to say no every single time. So I'm not even going to bother to ask him. I'm going to go over and ask mom or, right. you know, be, be that parent that's consistent enough where your child knows what those boundaries are. are. And then, sure. like you said, I love that you say that if they, you know, if they do cross that line that you let them know, yes, you know, I don't agree with what you did, but I love you anyway. It's not that I'm going to hate you as a child. That's such a strong word. And, and, and it's not something that we're going to even associate with you. I'm going to love you. And it's like you said, I'm, I'm, I may not love what you do, but I'm right. going to love you. And that, and I think even in that happiness that we don't hold a grudge. Oh yeah. And you that's know, some parents, that's really a tough thing. They, they can't, yes. can't let stuff go. Not letting mm -hmm. go is, is really 
a difficult thing. And it's yeah. a human, human response. Yeah. Another yeah. thing that parents can do, I think, to bring more joy back is to be genuine. You know, when you do something wrong or you say the wrong thing, oh. apologize. Yes. You know, then you can reset. You know, I'd lost my temper yesterday. I was tired. Work had been terrible. I really mm. didn't feel like making dinner. So I'm really sorry I responded curtly or yelled or didn't give you the opportunity to explain because I, I, I and I'm really sorry. I feel bad that that happened. Let's yeah. let's start over. Let's find a time. Mm -hmm. to, because if you can make mistakes and apologize, then they don't feel like they have to be perfect either. Right, know? right. Or that's that, pretty important. That, that, that it's okay for you to do anything you want to do and they can't do anything. Then they feel like, okay, so so I'm just going to get attacked every time I do something and, and I can't ever be wrong. Yeah, perfection is not a good goal for your kids or you. Yeah, you know, it's just not. It doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. Can I make a plug for something I recently participated in? Absolutely. Um, uh, uh, someone that I've networked with, and she's a parent coach, was doing a compilation book, mm -hmm. and I contributed a chapter, and it was amazing. When I see this book, it's called "No Problem Parenting." Uh, giving raising your kiddos with more confidence and less fear and you know we talk about a manual for parents this book is just a good example I mean there are a million parenting books out there as you say and I could certainly recommend some authors that I think are great but this is coming from people you know experts in the field yeah. the health side the well-being the um, nutrition side the grief side mm -hmm. um, and lots of different perspectives on parenting so it's on amazon uh i it it's it's well, definitely a put the link seller, in. so i it's yeah. fun it's it was fun for me i hope to do more of that in the future but Absolutely. sometimes some of those books are useful yeah. you know you sit down and say oh wow that's, right. that's great but it's amazing because parenting is not just just you know I, when people think about that they think about the discipline aspect like you said, it's the social, it's the emotional, it's That's the right. nutritional part too, because how many of our children, especially in this Western society are obese and have issues with weight, or you have children that are bulimic, or you have children that are anorexic, you have children that, that are going through all kinds of things, you know, with regards to nutrition. And so it's just so many aspects that's right of parenting you know that that go beyond just the discipline and the behavior and, and everyone you know, focuses yes. on behavior everybody focuses on that when we hear about children going into the school setting whether it be private or public school we hear about the behaviors we don't hear about the nutrition we don't hear about the the uh you know the social emotional now we are starting to hear more about it because it's more prevalent because Parents are now starting to, you know, see, oh, I didn't realize that my child was that much of a behavior issue until I had to be at home with them 24 hours yeah, a day. Really and they're like, wait a minute, I didn't, I didn't see all this. Then all of a sudden, you know, we started seeing teachers getting roses and, and getting thank you cards and gift cards because now people are like, That's oh, That's nice. Okay. I like we, that. Right. We, we, now we see what you all were doing. And we, we were, and as educators, we were like, this is what we've been trying to tell you guys for years. We've been right. trying to tell you this for years and, you know, thank you for now finally seeing what it is, you know, feeling our pain and seeing our pain and, right. you know, dealing with it. But, but it all goes back to relationship. It all goes back to partnerships. Right. You know, and, and because our children spend so much time in, in group care, you know, whether it be daycare, whether daycare it be or public school, school mm -hmm. or private school, 
we're, we as parents also have to make sure that we're partnering with our, with the our schools. children's educators yes, so that that way we're working together so that that way there's some synergy that's happening there so that, that way we can bridge the gap so that, that way we can understand where, you know, troubles may be happening in, in the, in the school setting and, and say, okay, well, I realize this is happening. What can I do? You know, because there are a lot of parents who come, we know as educators, there are a lot of parents who come and they will defend their child tooth and nail and yeah. not even listen to, to what it is that we're trying to explain it's, to them that true. we're seeing. It's true. They're advocating so, for yeah. their child. Yeah. yeah. So just like, just like putting the joy back in parenting is also making sure that we're listening to those who are spending a lion's share of their time with our children. Right. And, and asking what we can do to partner with them as opposed to, you know, being in opposition with them. That's not what right. we want. We want to make sure that they that our children see that there's a synergy between us and and their educators, and that we're looking to to do what's going to be best for them as a whole individual, and that includes right. their time in 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 you know in that group care setting. So it's right, important. it is important. There's yes, so it, it, engendering yeah. passion and relationships and yes. and cooperation. Oh, we yeah. all need to see more cooperation everywhere in yes. our lives. You know that yes, and that. That is important. Um, yeah. And we have to be smarter with our feelings. We have to be intentional. You know, yeah. it's like, see every experience through that lens. What what yeah. could that teacher be feeling? You know? Yes. Yes. It's and I'm really... also thinking about, you know, children who are, you know, we, we're seeing so many gender roles and things that are mm. different and making sure that, that, you know, we're, we're creating an environment where we're at least trying to have a have a level of understanding, and that's yeah, where like these hard we're conversations safe. are coming. It's definitely, it's definitely creating safe spaces and definitely creating brave spaces. Right. And when that's we say true. brave that's spaces, talking about and then and, and you know for those who have not heard that term, I've more recently heard that term brave spaces where you can have those hard conversations. We need to have those conversations with our children about race, about diversity, about equity things that they would not normally, you know, they're going to get their cues from us. Exactly. So seeing, if you can talk seeing, about it over dinner, dinner is that's important. That's um, I think that's a great, a great idea and a great direction to move in. Right. And to see where our children are, you know, so, ha, ha, you know, have you heard anything at school or, or, you know, I've heard that there've been things going on and asking our children, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. You know, does it make you feel when you see yeah. Right. Right. And, and, and finding out where their mindset is. They, and if they say, if they're saying something that's to the contrary, then it's a wonderful time to open the door to have those conversations yeah, with them. Ask them you know, this is, this is, you know, what's these going are our beliefs and, and these, are, you know, these are things, oh, this is what I believe about this. Or, you know, I want to be clear with this because, you know, we, we don't, you know, whatever you've seen, or you may have seen it in your family. You may have seen it with some of the older people in your family. Right. You know, these are things we want to be careful to, to say, okay, you know, we know that grandma or grandpa may say this or that, but understand that that is something that, you know, is not necessarily acceptable in our household, or, or we want to be careful to make sure that we deal with people. Properly. And that you have to understand, try to understand where they're coming from. Like if your grand, the grandparents, what their experience, why right. that led to what they, I mean, like right. my parents grew up in the, the depression. So there right. were a lot of things that happened in, in the household that came from that lens. You know right. what I mean? Right. So I, you can teach them that there's a different way right. to, to look at it. You know, right. it's just, 
Very important. Like you said, it's it's all about communication. It's all about conversations. It's all about safe spaces and brave spaces where where children know that they can have those conversations and that they're not going to be shut down. Like you said, 75% of of your time should be spent listening to the child. And, you know, I say this all the time when I do my little trainings, I say, you know, we have two ears and one mouth because we're supposed to listen more than we speak. You're absolutely right. Listen more than we speak. So that that, that is hard for some parents to, it is, it is caregivers to just adapt to because once you start, it's like, uh, you know, it just comes and comes and comes. Right, right. But we um, have to remember again that that the child is 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 the plant, the flower, and we have and we're responsible for changing for that environment for them. Right. You know, I, I'm a little hopeful because I think the Gen Zers, you know, the the younger yeah. teens into early twenties, they're they seem much more concerned and about things like climate change and social right. justice. I'm right. keeping my fingers crossed. <laughs> At least they're asking why. Yeah. They, you know, we, we were taught to be seen and not heard, not heard. you know, right. and, and whatever mom, grandma, whatever they said, that was law. And that, that was is, it. That is the absolute so, so yeah. opposite of what, of what yeah. we need. These millennials the and, and, and Gen Zers, they, they are definitely asking, well, why, why do I have to do that? Yeah. And why is that? And, and, and who said you know, so they're asking the right questions and, you know, we have to be equipped to answer those or respond to those or at least tell our children, you know, mommy or daddy or or grandma, or auntie, cousin, I don't know the answer to that, but let's go and find out together. Yeah, find out. Let's see who we can, we can ask. Right. Instead of just saying, well, do it because I said so, you know, yeah. equip our children because we so, have yeah. they have to be able to make the connection. They can't make the connection if we don't explain why. Yeah. And you know? we have to embrace that. You know, I know my, my little granddaughter, who's not quite three, whatever you say to her, she says, cause why? Cause why? Cause why? <laughs> Pop, Papa's not here right now. He's working. Cause why? You know, and so they're, why? they're born with this instinct to be why? curious. So and it has to be age appropriate. Our response, you know, we can't go, we right. don't have to go so deep, but we go just deep enough for them to go, okay. And then they go skipping off, you know, and we don't have to overcomplicate things. We need to keep it simple, keep it age appropriate, Absolutely. And, and and then but you know, embrace their absolutely. curiosity. You know, and make them as teens be able to be curious. That's yeah. that's pretty critical. Yeah, yeah. and accepting because you know we all know at the teenage years that's when they're exploring their everything, their, clothing, their identity, their identity, everything, and so we have to really be champions in that and saying, okay, yeah, it's a little weird. Oh, wow, that's a that's a uh, a cool color that you chose. Wow. Okay. <laughs> if it's not hurting them or those around them, that's physically, good. they can do it. It's okay. It's right. okay. You right. know. And 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 you know, we have to stand down sometimes. We're we're so quick to to stand up that sometimes we don't sit down. And we need we to we need to move out of the way. Yeah. That's yeah. That's it. That's it. But we know, like you said, that it, it's a challenge you know, to, to parent children in this time. It, it's always been. It has. It's and always it, been. As you said, it changes. And, it but changes. I think there's so many um, outside influences right now between yeah. social media and um, the, wor- the way the world works that mm-hmm. it's hard. It's really hard to help kids hone in on their, their 
challenges and, and making change. But it starts with you. It starts with us. And the joy comes from within. And once we're happy, you know, just like negativity has a trickle down of effect, so does positivity. Right. So if we're gratitude, gratitude right. leads to more yes, positivity. It that's it. Makes you and feel it's going to trickle down to your children. You know, my children, I, I think about when, when my children were growing up and uh, they used to come and say, well, mommy, I want a new Barbie. I would say, okay, bring me your old one. <laughs> and they go, uh-oh. And if, if Barbie was missing the head or she had marker on her face or half her hair was cut, then I say, okay, when you show me that you can take care of this one, then we can talk about getting you a new one. Right. And then right. it was in no time. I would be like, they like, oh, mommy, can I have another one? Show me your other one. And she came down and she's looking great. All right, let's go to the store and get you another one. Uh-huh. Because you've shown me that you can appreciate that. I did that with their clothes, everything. You know, were they all buried under the bed or or were they hung on hangers or were they folded? Did, did you show me that you had appreciation for the things that you had? These are little things that we teach our children along the way right. that are going to help them to you know, express gratitude. And we need to see a lot of that. They need to see empathy. They need to show us not blowing up or, or being angry all the time, but show that that we have compassion and that and that we're trying to learn to self-regulate so that that, that way they can yeah. do it. You know? They'll model that. They'll learn how to yes. regulate their emotions. If they can watch you do that with yours, it right. really works. Right. It but sounds hard. It sounds hard. Like, oh no, that can't be, but it's true. It That's really it. is. That's it. Well, I, I thank you so much oh, for coming you. and sharing all this wonderful information about gratitude and setting boundaries and, and, and really doing a search within ourselves to be the best parents that we can be, because that's where the joy starts and, and the importance of communication. We have to be able to communicate Absolutely. effectively with our children. Listen, put on your listening ears. We heard mm-hmm. that as children, put on your listening ears, make sure that you're hearing, right? Make sure that you're listening to your children and giving them an opportunity to, to play an active role in their own lives. That's going to make them better adults, better members of society, society yes. who are going to be able to, to regulate and to be able to help others and, and to be you know, the best that they can be. We always talk about being the, the, the best version of ourselves. We need to make sure that we're giving our children an opportunity. The opportunity to do that. Not the yes. best version of you, but the best That's version right. of themselves. That's right. Oh my goodness. We would be remiss if we didn't say, you know, you, you cannot live your life through your children. You know, some of some there are some parents who try to live vicariously through their children. Totally. Don't totally. put that pressure on them. You can still do things to recoup some or recapture some of the things Something that you want to recapture in your own your life, life, but nope. make it your life. Don't do it through your children. Please try not to. It's It might be hard, but it's really great <laughs> advice. That's right. That's right. Now, before, before we go, uh-huh. I always ask all of my guests, what are you doing to live in the now, in this new space that we're in? What are some things that you do that bring you joy or bring you peace in this now? Well, right. Now, I'm really working very hard on making more connections and and reconnecting. Uh, I have in recent months been reconnecting with friends, old friends, old schoolmates. I find that that gives me some new sense of who I am and what I'm trying to do. So that is one of the things that I've been recently, recently doing. And I've also been trying really hard to get out of my comfort zone and do things that are mm. new and, and yeah. a little challenging. Yeah. Like writing that chapter, like saying yes awesome. to that woman who asked me, I thought, oh, 
what am I doing? But it was great. It was great. So sometimes um, you're never too old to, to take on more challenges. So even though, you know, this whole thing with parent coaching is kind of a retirement piece. It's right. that's my retirement career. Um, you still need to meet new challenges. And I, I keep trying to do that. Awesome. Awesome. And then also, how can people get in contact with you if they want to know about your programs? And then definitely we're going to put a link for uh, the No Problem Parenting books that that way they're able to, you know, grab to, a copy of that. For well. that on Amazon. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the best one of the best ways is to, to reach me um, is on my website, which is okay. joannehlight.com. Um, and I have a link tree that gives you links to lots of my previous uh podcasts and uh awesome book everything is in there so it's i don't know if people it, it's hard to do it i'm sure just listening but it's https colon slash forward slash forward slash l-i-n-k-t-r dot e-e and slash joanne h light joanne h light yes and we will put that uh in the bio for the uh, show as well. So That's that great. way they can uh, reach you, you can on all me. different platforms. And are there any parting words that you'd like to give our listeners before we hmm. go? Oh, there's so many, but <laughs> one of the, actually it's, I often think about Maya Angelou who has so much wisdom to give, but her quote that I think goes something like, um, you, you may not, you may not remember everything someone did. You may not remember every something they said, right. but you're always going to remember what how they made you feel. How they made you feel. That's right. So that that okay. you know. I think feelings need more attention. Lots mm -hmm. more attention. Yes, and that that all goes to to speaking on that emotional intelligence, tapping yes. into yourself, tapping into the things that that uh you know make you the best version of yourself, yourself. that will help you to show empathy towards others so exactly. i thank you so much for being thank with you for me, and and you know as i say to all of my guests this is what's happening right now there's always something that can be happening in the next couple of hours the next couple of days or years from now so you're always welcome to come back to the how now podcast and share with us new things that are going on with you and going on in your now so again we thank you so much for being with us thank you once again it was great Yes. Okay. And that will do it for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until we see you next time, I say peace.